0: Hello folks and welcome to yet another episode of Uncomplicate Health, the podcast where we do just that, uncomplicate your health. In today's topic, we are going to demystify sleep. I'm sure you've heard about REM sleep and non-REM sleep and how things are a paradox and your brain is active when you're sleeping. I want you to forget all that because we are going to take a very different approach to understanding sleep basically demystifying this sleep and all the things that you may have read. So today I'm going to talk about five chemicals, five brainwaves, one cancer, yes, one cancer, to try and explain and demystify sleep for you, so that at the end of it, you know what works best for you and how to get the best out of sleep. With that, let's dive right in. So, I said I'm going to talk about five waves, right? What are these waves? Now your brain has waves through the day, even when you're sleeping, even when you're awake. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is what is called the gamma waves. Now this happens when you're extremely focused. You're probably trying to solve a problem. You know, maybe there are times when you're so involved in your work that Somebody may ring the bell and you may not even notice, you may not even have heard. Of it. That is when you know you're in laser sharp focus. That brings about what is called the gamma waves in your brain. Then let's talk about what is called the beta waves. This is when you're awake, you're probably working, but you're not so focused that everything else is blurred. You are aware. Of your environment of what's happening around you so this is when your brain produces what's called the beta waves then we have something called the alpha waves this probably happens when you're you know, kind of watching TV you're probably chatting with friends you're relaxed right you're not so focused you're not really working but you're relaxed you're you know kind of in a mindless state not too much energy required for your from your brain, so that's what uh, happens when the alpha waves happen. The brain produces these alpha waves when you are kind of relaxed but awake. And then we have something called the theta waves. These are extremely slow waves. This probably happens when you are drowsy, you know, or when you've gotten to sleep but you have not yet slept. It can also happen during times of uh, deep meditation and then you have what is called the Delta wave this is when your brain is extremely slow like like you know like a tortoise type of slow nothing is happening so when you're having Delta waves you're probably sleeping now you can also look at it the other way when you're asleep when you're asleep the delta waves are happening in the brain now these can also happen when you're awake so when you're deeply meditating you know let's say you're uh, a bazooka in in meditation you may actually be able to get to this Delta type of meditation where it's almost like sleep at the same time even during your sleep There are times that your brain actually works a lot and we'll get to that but like I promised these are the five waves that I wanted to introduce you to remember that while these happen in the classic situations I told you about you can have these slow Delta waves that are normally found during sleep for people who are able to get to that type of meditation the same way these beta waves Type of waves can also happen when you're sleeping, and I will come to that. Then I said I'm going to talk to you about five chemicals, hormones, chemicals, whatever you call them. Let's talk about these five. First one I want to talk to you about is dopamine. Now, now they call it the dopamine rush. The dopamine comes when you have pleasure. So the dopamine is secreted and when dopamine is secreted you feel pleasure. Unfortunately having too much of dopamine can also cause you to get addicted to what is causing this dopamine to surge. So things like a good meal, good sex, if you're excited about something then this dopamine actually kicks in. Like I said some chemicals also trigger this which is manipulated by you know companies to make you get addicted. Smoking is one example of what causes a dopamine surge and you get addicted to it. Then we have the next chemical which is serotonin. Serotonin is also a kind of a happy hormone. It's a happy chemical. It's not as much as dopamine it doesn't give you that kind of pleasure but it kind of keeps you happy then let's look at oxytocin now oxytocin comes when you feel loved you know that kind of when you when you're mothered, when you're pampered that's when this oxytocin startup kind of comes into play now of course there are times that oxytocin comes in during childbirth and all of that but let's not get into the nitty-gritty in relation to sleep and being awake then you have the cortisol now this is a kind of a stress hormone when you're stressed your cortisol actually goes up also during the day early morning at around 8 am is when you have the highest cortisol so it also plays a role in your Biological clock. The fifth chemical is what is called as melatonin. Now melatonin also plays a huge role in your biological clock. So during the evening when the sun sets is when the melatonin starts to rise. So at 8 a.m. a few hours after sunrise is when your cortisol is peaking. Uh, But a few hours after sunset is when your melatonin is peaking. Now these five hormones or chemicals also have strengths. And the order in which I told you is probably the order of their strength. Dopamine is this powerful hormone. You know, it can give you that surge that uh, gives you a kind of pleasure. On the other end, is melatonin is kind of a meek hormone yes it is important for you to have sufficient melatonin to wind down melatonin tells you to cool down and calm down and get you ready to sleep but it's also very meek which means if there's a lot of dopamine a lot of serotonin you probably uh, won't get enough sleep because it can overpower this melatonin you know remember if you're super excited can you sleep if you've got some super good news you'd be so excited and so happy you won't be able to sleep right? at least for that day that's because this dopamine is so powerful but how does this melatonin know it's nighttime and why does it come at that time of the day this is where this one cancer I told you about gives us some insights now there are cells in our body uh, called the retinoblast while the name is very big think of them as sensors for light they are present in your eyes uh, and they can sense light there is a cancer of these cells which is called the retinoblastoma which means that there is a cancer of these cells let's put it simple now if it happens in one eye then it's called unilateral, which means one side. And if it happens in both eyes, then it's called bilateral. But interestingly, there is something called as trilateral retinoblastoma. Dude, you've got only two eyes. Then where is this third area that this comes in? More often than not, it comes in one gland called the pineal gland. So, for all practical purposes, we can assume that the pineal gland also has some of these light sensors. Now, this pineal gland is the gland that secretes your melatonin. Does it make sense now? You know. So, when the light goes down uh, and uh, the sun goes down and naturally the light is, is winding down, The pineal gland senses that because the sensors are not stimulated as much and it tells uh, itself that it's time to send out melatonin. But melatonin being the weakest and the meekest among these five uh, can get overpowered by these other chemicals. So the five waves that I spoke to you about, the five chemicals that I spoke to you about and the one cancer. Now let's try and put them all together, but before we do that, we need to understand that the brain is actually an energy guzzler. In fact, when we sleep, only the brain sleeps. The heart doesn't stop, it comes down because normally the brain that is sucking so much energy during the day has kind of wound down, so the heart rate slows your breathing kind of slows down simply because the biggest energy guzzler is now asleep or rather resting but remember that the brain is also an incredibly efficient organ so during the day we have so much stimulation coming in right your eyes are just seeing everything you may or may not register them but your brain will register them somewhere. It will store it in the short uh, memory, the short-term memory, or let's call it that way. And during the night, the brain decides that now that there is not much information coming in, because your eyes are closed, so there is almost zero information coming from the eyes, your nose and your uh, ears, they might be hearing some sounds you know when you're sleeping there might be the sound of the fan but usually it will be stable sound so your brain can tell itself that okay it doesn't need to be uh, receiving so much information and it decides that this is the time to sort and store this information in its correct boxes so when you're sleeping when uh, you aren't getting too much information from your senses the brain is doing this and sorting this. But when you are sorting this, you need energy. The brain needs energy for this, correct? So even during sleep, when the brain decides to sort and clean up its uh, short-term memory or clean up its space and then put things in the right places in the, in the other parts of the storage, it is going to suck some energy. Which means that during your sleep, at times, you are heart rate will go up. You may have read about this as the REM sleep. You may have read that this is paradoxical and even though it is deep sleep, your uh, uh, brain is very active. Forget all of that. There's no paradox. The brain is doing some work to clean itself. Now, because it is cleaning up this short-term memory, it is very difficult to wake wake you up at that time because it is decided that you don't need that space and it's time to clean it up. Which is why it is very difficult to wake you up during your REM sleep. And also what happens during the REM sleep is your brain is actually awake. So when you have dreams during your REM sleep because of all these haphazard things that's going on, your brain is taking something red read in the morning, you saw something in the traffic light but you didn't register it, your brain registered it, just putting it in its long-term memory. So your dream, you know, is is a mishmash of all of this information, combined with some uh, long-term memory that uh, that has been stored, and then your brain is active. So your sleep now actually happens in cycles. Your brain is doing this work while you're sleeping, and then it goes to rest. Now let's combine this with the waves. The delta wave is when you are in your deepest sleep. Your brain is also resting. Is when you are getting to sleep. But for all practical purposes, when you are in deep sleep, you are actually in a state of delta sleep. The delta waves is what is happening. So your brain is sorting this and then it goes to rest and then after some time when you are in your deep sleep and your brain is rested enough it probably just wakes up again and decides that hey there is some more of this information that I need to sort and so starts doing this again and then it gets tired and then stops doing that this is why your sleep happens in cycles you have cycles of what is called the end REM sleep, or non-REM sleep and when your brain is sorting you have cycles of REM sleep which is why it is very important that this paradoxical sleep as is commonly called because if your brain wakes up and is is chaos everywhere it won't have enough space to take in more information to keep it in the short-term memory because it's full of chaos which is why if you don't have enough of this REM sleep when this sorting and cleaning up of the temporary space function, if it doesn't happen sufficiently through the night, you are going to wake up tired because when you are awake, your senses are constantly sending information to the brain and the brain needs space to temporarily store that information and then Sort it when you are sleeping or use it when you need it when you are awake. Does it make sense now why this REM sleep is important? And there's no paradox. Yes, your brain is very active because at that point your brain is not resting, it is doing a cleanup function, which is an important part to rest. So now we spoke about the five phases or five waves and then the five hormones and then your REM sleep which leaves us with this one deep sleep that is the delta waves which is when you're completely rested now because during this phase your brain is also resting if you dream during the time you are unlikely to remember it because it's happened in a phase when your brain is also resting so pretty much uh, no memory of that So, out of these five hormones that I spoke to you about, the five chemicals, remember I said that the melatonin is the weakest. So, if you have too much of cortisol, if you remember, that is the stress hormone. It is not going to let you sleep because it can overwhelm this melatonin and beat it to submission. The best, the most powerful of them, dopamine, can actually completely ignore melatonin. It will be like, oh, who are you? and it will keep you active but obviously it's not sustainable because your brain will run out of space to store information from your senses so basically when you are awake your brain is getting information from the senses which is the gateway for the brain the brain is inside a skull the senses are the ones that send the information your eyes, your ears, your nose, your mouth and during sleep when this information is not coming the brain is processing, storing it and then resting itself and then doing the cycle again and again so this is why you're, this explains your sleep cycles so out of these five chemicals, melatonin is the one that puts you to sleep or gets you ready to go to sleep but because it's the weakest of them all that is the chemical that we need to manipulate in order to sleep and rest well now you can't control good news in fact we all need good news right we need good food we need uh, sex is great Uh, and happy news is great and you need the dopamine rush to to keep you motivated so while that is uh, very important and no point trying to control the dopamine so the most powerful of it because it doesn't happen every day it happens only during very select phases let's not even think about manipulating that chemical but the things that you can control with dopamine such as your smoking eating very heavy meals at night things that give you you know that addictive feeling before you go to sleep because dopamine is so powerful it can completely reduce the ability of melatonin to wind you down and put you to sleep So while you can't control good news and we all need good news, we can definitely control other addictive things that are causing this dopamine surge in your body. That leaves us with the next one, serotonin, which is kind of keeps you happy, which is great. Can we manipulate it? A little bit. But you really can't keep pushing for good news. So, uh, not too much leeway there. Then you have this super happy hormone, this oxytocin, which comes with love, yes to a certain extent, if your relationships are great, if you are uh, in a healthy relationship, uh, and this oxytocin is, is you know, there is love, then this oxytocin will come up and keep you uh, happy, which in a way will also help melatonin because it's not going to overpower melatonin so much. And then we have this cortisol, you know, cortisol is supposed to peak at 8am in the morning, You know, kind of waking you up and telling you it's time to go and uh, telling melatonin, hey, it's time for you to shut up and uh, get back to your pineal gland. It's time for this guy to wake up. So this is the level at stress that is required. Remember stress is not always bad. right? So you need a certain amount of stress to kick start the day uh, and that's what we call as a good stress so that is the level that cortisol uh, comes at 8 a.m. where it kind of you know kickstarts you and uh, jumpstarts your body to start the day this is something we can control because if you're extremely stressed then this cortisol is going to you know be at a higher level throughout the day which means it's going to upset the balance uh, the cart and too much of it means then you need a lot more melatonin to get you to wind down which is why stress plays a huge role in not giving you good sleep because it is upsetting the the, uh, chemical cart. Melatonin Because it is supposed to come in and the sensors, the light sensors, uh, don't send so much light and start sending the melatonin out. If there's too much light, what happens? The melatonin won't come out because the gland is programmed to say that it should come out when the light goes down. Now you understand why the cell phones are such a huge culprit. And too much TV watching late into the night is also a problem, but not just TV even having too much of white light and blue light in your room can reduce the ability of this melatonin to come out and wind you down. Does sleep make sense now? You know the five waves and you know that the delta wave is what happens when you are at sleep though it can happen in meditation which is why when you do serious meditation and if you are Uh, meditation is so strong that it can take you to delta you are super rested you are super relaxed but not all of us can get to the delta wave kind of meditation most of us can get to this alpha and theta wave type of meditation which is also keeps you calm but obviously not as much as this delta when your brain is very slow so now melatonin the meek hormone we need to push it or we need to make sure that the other strong hormones don't overpower this so i hope i've kind of demystified sleep for you now if you put this together you should be able to understand that with too much light your melatonin is not going to come and it's going to adversely affect your sleep yes if you're super excited it's going to affect your sleep, but that's okay because that will happen only once in a while. If your relationships are great and oxytocin comes in, then it's going to you know, uh, help this melatonin also come because it's not as powerful as dopamine and so the melatonin is not going to get scared to come out. You now know that because this stress pushes this cortisol hormone up, the uh, melatonin is not going to come because of that. You also know that TVs and your mobiles and anything with white light is going to reduce the ability of melatonin to come in. So as much as sleep is uh, super important and you need very good sleep to feel great the next day, you need to be great the next day in order to sleep the following night well. So it's a cycle. As much as sleep is important to make you very productive. give you a good day what you do during the day is very important in the way you sleep so maybe in a different episode we'll talk about uh, things like uh, what happens when these things go out of whack what happens when you know uh, there is too much of uh, dopamine in, in other problems and why lack of sleep causes, diabetes and and other problems but the aim of this episode though is to like the title says demystify sleep and, and simplify it. So I hope you understood it. There are no complications no paradoxes. Your brain needs to rest while it's resting because there's not much information it's also processing which is why you have two types of sleep and Both are important to make you feel great the next day because one for the brain to rest, one for the brain to clean itself up. So, hopefully I'll catch you in another episode with another interesting topic. And if you have some things that you want uncomplicated, then write to me and I'll uh, try and weave an episode around that. Thank you and I'll catch you soon.